It is March 10th, 2019, WWE Fastlane. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. With me as always, Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Giri, who's who's had a couple drinks tonight before he gets on the air. Uh, if you saw his drunk tweets, we should be in for a treat. <laughs> but first, Matt Morgan, welcome back to the podcast. Sorely missed uh, last week. Sorely missed. <laughs> what would you think tonight of Fastlane? I don't really know. I don't know how to answer that because there's parts of it I, I really enjoyed. I thought it was long. The show felt very long to me tonight. It um, did. That's my overall opinion, honestly. There's some cool things that happened, but it felt long. Yeah. Uh, Raj, you were tweeting about this quite a lot. I mean, the ups and downs of it, it seemed overall the sentiment was good. Fans seemed to like this, but there were some questionable storytelling tonight. I think uh, they killed a lot of momentum. Yeah, I thought... Um, I. I can't remember a pay-per-view where I saw so much good wrestling. Like the action was really good, but the storytelling sucked. Like I felt like Becky, it cooled her off tonight. Kofi, they squashed him. I mean, these are guys heading into the biggest matches at WrestleMania. I mean, could you imagine if Kofi won that match, how much uh, momentum it would have given him? It's not like the bar are doing anything. So there's no reason you need to protect him. So having Kofi win that match is the logical step to go to wrestlemania having becky win that match clean over charlotte um is the logical ending so the the matches were great but i thought the storytelling sucked balls i thought it was terrible real quick i thought that we'll get into it but i thought and this plays into the bad storytelling part which Beck, which we'll get into but i honestly thought charlotte versus becky sucked i yeah. hated that match and here's why we don't want to see none of us Want to see Becky on this cell this much? Yeah. Does it work? She's no longer the man. We're not getting this red hot Becky Lynch that she could kick ass, take names, and ain't put up with nobody's you know what no more, and will beat anybody anytime, anyplace. We're not getting that Becky. We're getting a effed up Becky. And it and you could feel it in the audience tonight, you guys. I felt it from them. And Ohio, especially Cleveland, is the easiest fans to work for the record. So their reaction tonight is not something that I would look if something was hot on TV tonight and you're like, oh, wow, they got, that got a great reaction, I would take that with a grain of salt. Cleveland's extremely easy to work. And if they wanted a quick match with Becky and Charlotte, why didn't they have Becky come out hobbling out there with her crutches, Charlotte being like, oh, this is going to be simple. I'm just going to take her down. Becky grabs the mic and goes, oh, by the way, I'm fully healed, tosses the crutches and beats yeah, the crap out of Charlotte. I was so hoping for that. That's exactly what I was hoping for. She, she looks so weak tonight. Matt, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Just imagine what you what you would have done with Steve Austin in this situation. When you have Steve Austin hollering around and he gets into the WrestleMania main event by DQ because someone else interviews, uh, interferes, you would not do that. No. You want them to go in with a ton of steam. Becky should have kicked the shit out of Charlotte. She, you know what she should have done when she got in the ring? She should have just tossed the crutch aside, been like, hey, I'm fine now. And then just beat the hell out of Charlotte. You know, 70-30, yeah. Becky picks up the win clean. Get some momentum. Kofi, yeah. I cannot even explain that. They they squashed him for no reason. I don't get that. It, it would have been better for – I mean, I know the story that they're saying, like, the odds are against him, but it made him look weak as hell, I thought. I thought, again, going into the top matches at Mania, Roman, when he got into the, the ring for his match, it was not the type of reaction you were expecting. I thought it was just booked all backwards. I don't know. They did get hot in his hot. They did get – Towards the end. up in his hot tag, right? Right. 
But when he uh, first got in, it right, was uh... right. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Their the, the biggest characters are, are, are hurt, um, both like literally, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but as far as character development wise, they're very hurt going into 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 mania. That's it's very dangerous. And I hate when people say like, "Hey, the the matches were good." Who gives a fuck, right? Like, uh, I don't know, who gives a crap? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But if you're watching UFC, if they change the Conor McGregor fight and it's someone random that Conor McGregor beats and you're like, oh, that was a good fight. You, no, that's not what you paid to see. Right. You know, they switched the, the WWE championship match at the last minute. No one knew Mustafa Ali was in. Mm-hmm. So you go in expecting Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan beats Mustafa Ali for the match. I just think the storytelling is just so off. It's off point. And I think uh, you're, they're not giving it the fans what they pay for or what they're expecting. And who cares if the match is good? That's not the point. And what the about where is- that match was? That match was like in the middle of the card. Too, on top of the right. Card. Yeah. It was strange. Uh, I mean, we had mixed expectations for this pay-per-view. They really, really had the Shield reunion overshadow everything. And I think that was done well. Um, yeah. You know, that was a nice way to end the show. Uh, but we opened up with, on the pre-show, Vince McMahon calling for Kofi Kingston, said he wanted to talk to him about the WWE Championship. Thought maybe we get an announcement about a match at WrestleMania. Thought maybe he get added to the main match tonight. But before that, we saw Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura take on Xavier Woods and Big E. Um, I mean, I don't know. This this was sort of placeholder. This was on the pre-show. Matt, did you watch this match? I did. Yeah, what'd you think? Just what you said. Wow, this yeah. is a very weird, strange, strange bedfellow matchup, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like not Matt, if I told you in a year that Nakamura heading into WrestleMania last year, that I'm going to be like, hey, Nakamura is going to be on the pre-show next year in a tag team match. Can what I, would you say? You'd be like, yeah. that would be absolutely ridiculous, stupid. Shut the fuck Ed, shut and up. I, and I will take your shut the F up and raise <laughs> you to how about the part that I didn't even pick up on that. And that's how bad it is for him right now. That I did not even pick up on the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura is in the kickoff one month away from WrestleMania. Right. He's not re-signing. He's not re-signing. There's no he, way in hell he's staying. He needs to leave. I, I think all the foreign wrestlers, uh, <laughs> WWE okay. has shown that they, they don't know how to push him. No, they don't. Right? No, who, they don't. who has been pushed? Oscar? Jinder? Jinder? He was on main event this week. Sheamus, I would say, out of all of them at one point, a few years back, years ago, when they didn't have any other people, in my opinion, that were young and up and coming. Right. So uh, WWE has shown unless they don't know how to do managers anymore, they refuse to do it, except for Brock. Um, I'm sorry. Shinsky was a layup. I'm sorry, dude. He didn't (sighs) need no manager. He needs nothing. He was a rock star. Get out of his way. Let him do his weird thing down to the ring and let him make you money. Yes, exactly. How hard is that? He's got the charisma. So what if he can't cut an English promo? Have someone do it for him. The fact that they haven't been able to figure it out and they're letting that talent go to waste. He's on the freaking pre-show. Go, you know, like he he deserves way better. Yep. And Rusev is just damn near ice cold at this point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, they've just run that into the ground. Was it last year's uh, Royal Rumble where we were talking about him being a possibility for winning, like the Rusev Day champ? Yeah, that was the time. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, they just they just ran it into the ground. It's not his fault. Uh, the WWE just didn't capitalize when he was hot. And this is where he's at now. So the New Day won this match. Yeah, it, was good, it was good. It was good. The, but again, it's not about the quality of the wrestling. The quality of the wrestling is great, but that's not the show they're telling. That's not the WWE style. 
Right. Now, and earlier when you said like we don't care about how great the, the, the matches are if we don't care about the people. Okay. If I don't care about the people first, Raj, you know right. what I mean? Right. Then I'm okay if people are like, hey, that was a really good match. I was entertained by the work of the match. Then I'm okay with that because I, I don't care about the guys in it. Yeah. So if I'm going to watch a shit match and I don't care about either of the people in it, if it's a really good performed like match, right. okay, cool. At least they saved themselves with that for me. Yeah, we want the complete package. When do you ever say yeah, about a movie? Yeah. Oh, the story sucked, but the fight scenes were just so amazing. Or comic book, the artwork was really good, but I don't give a shit about the characters. <laughs> there, there, there are times where that does happen, where you're like, you know, Matrix. I, you know, the last couple, where it's like the fight scenes are great, but the story sucked, and the movie didn't do as well but as the, the first one. one. Had a great story, and that's right. why it's a and classic. And the first one was a classic, and the other two weren't, right? Yeah, um, that's the key. We we expect the full package. Yeah, you want the story. And it's not hard to tell. Uh, some of these stories are no-brainers. Kofi should have gotten the win. He's You're oh, trying to build momentum for him. That's, uh, oh my gosh. Anyway. How would you have done, hey, really quick, how would you have booked Kofi winning? Uh, you know, he's he's getting the comeback spots. <laughs> then they beat him down. He's getting the comeback spots. Finally, he knocks Sheamus out of the ring. Him and Cesaro are going for a couple minutes, and then he gets the win. Could you believe he did not win this match? He, and, and he was squashed. Like, that is ridiculous to me. You squash the guy that's going to be in the championship match at WrestleMania. Three weeks away. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, then we have the SmackDown Tag Team title match kickoff, the main card, The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. Uh, the spot in this match, Matt, what did you think? The coast to coast? Yeah, oh my goodness. That was a car crash and a half. Um, there is no fun way to take that if I'm Uso. Um, really quick, that led off the show, correct? Yeah, that was the, the main card. So, and the argument, by the way, on the pre-show, um, you've had former writers, you've had people talking about this. The the pre-show match happening with the new day and whatnot. The pre-show now the idea is oh they get so much more exposure because it's streamed for free. Um, I think that and maybe the Kofi storyline on the kickoff was meant to sort of build that up, build up the intrigue. But yeah, the main card we had uh, the Miz versus Shane, uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos. I could take that explanation. That's not bad. Yeah, so I thought the the coast to coast uh, mid air collision between Jay and Shane McMahon was awesome. Yeah. The only thing anyone's going to remember from this match, and then Shane turning on the Miz afterwards. No, they're going to remember as usual, Mr. Miz. <laughs> poor, poor, I love Miz and poor Mr. Miz, but like the poor guy, he, he's not that. No, my, my dad, if God bless him, if he was still here, would be the same type of reactions. I know my dad. And it's just like, hey, this isn't my thing. I should not be doing this. Stop relying on me to, to do facials. This is all the facial you're going to get. It's the same facial he does for everything. Poor guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible for him. I do, honestly. I, I tweeted like he had the uh, intensity of a, a piece of like slightly burnt toast. <laughs> you know? Like it was just like nothing. Uh, I feel terrible, Miss. Stop pushing your dad into this. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know, Glenn. What do you think? I, I just felt like uh, as far as a breakup went, it, it got the crowd going. Shane. I feel like Miz is more natural heel, heel than Shane. People naturally want to boosh Miz, and they naturally want to cheer Shane. So keep them in those roles. Have Miz turn on Shane because, you know, Shane cost him this match in front of his dad. That seemed like the logical storyline for me. I think Shane wants to be the heel, though, right? I mean, he's so naturally likable. True, but here's the thing. We've never seen Miz in a baby role like this. Hmm. 
And I think this is just something that's eventually needed to happen, and this is a good setup for it. What else is going to be a situation where somebody has the opportunity to outheal him, right? And the only reason you could argue, well, that's not going to work. Everyone's going to still look at Miz more of the heel than Shane. But it did take place in Cleveland, like I was telling you earlier, where especially for Miz, he's going to get even more of that babyface reaction than anywhere else. Um, I mean, a T-shirt got a louder pop than I would say 70% of that roster tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I just, I've always thought, I don't, I don't mean Cincinnati as well. Cincinnati and Cleveland, those wrestling fans are the best. Like I'm telling you, they're rabid wrestling fans. They're the best to work in front of. Matt, let me ask you, I got a question for you. Um, because I think you're gonna agree with me. All the guys wearing shirts while wrestling doesn't that look indie, indie-ish? Yes. yes, I was noticing that in the match tonight. With uh, I was watching with my with my wife. My son was sleeping in between us, so we kind of had to be quiet. In the middle of the match, I, I was like, "These guys all look like the uh, in the main event." Actually, I said I, I, I brought up uh, what's his name, our buddy um, McIntyre. I go look at I go I go babe, while being quiet, look at McIntyre. I go look at the dude he's beating the crap, uh, a dude he's standing next to, rather. It was Corbin. And then the dude's in the shield, all wearing shirts. Right. I go, which of those guys to you looks like a professional? And she goes, McIntyre. I go, is it because he's jacked or is it because he's because he's in wrestling gear? She goes, probably both. But even if he wasn't that jacked, at least he's wearing wrestling gear. Whereas the rest of them, they're wearing shirts and they do not look like professionals. Right. I mean, I think as, as uh, you know, combat sports and everything, MMA, boxing, you, you know, they don't have, again, it's, it's a weird thing to bring up, I guess. But no, it's not. No, it's not. It's weird, and it's a dying thing that people aren't talking enough about anymore, actually. It's becoming too accepted. I don't like it. Yeah, I think you're wearing a shirt. You look non-athletic. Yes, even if you are athletic. Right. Like Miz. <laughs> Miz has a guy with physique, and he's wearing a shirt here. Right. Yeah, that's, first, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. yeah, it was different. Um, and the I Usos thought, are they're in good shape. Oh my god, I thought this was the leanest I've seen them. Yeah, and man, I hope they don't leave because they are doing such great work. Uh, their contracts are up in a in next month. And where are they going? I mean, no one knows. I, you know, right now, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, their contracts are coming up in September. They were offered new deals, they turned it down. Wow, um, they did. Yeah, you're kidding me. Right. I mean, maybe, you know, they'll get something new. I mean, there's a long time to go before September. So who knows? But uh, AEW is not a thing yet. So I don't I hope like too many people aren't hitching their wagons on something that's not quite yet proven. I think it's great. I hope it's a big success because that's best for everyone in the industry. WWE fans, everyone. New Japan took a hit, right, with his AEW a little bit. So. Luke Gallows in them, that's what I guarantee you they're they're betting on if WWE doesn't give them a better offer. Absolutely. You know, I, so far this year, AEW has been a negative to wrestling, right? Until they start running shows because New Japan is weaker and ROH is weaker, and they're the ones running shows. Right. Once they get going, you know, we'll, we'll see. But so far, it's been a weaker industry uh, until things happen. Yeah, so the Usos won this match. They retained the title after Shane turned on The Miz. I, I thought this was the most convincing uh, punches Shane has oh ever thrown. <laughs> yeah. He whipped his ass. Yeah, it, it was really, good. 
He the, he should have hit the Mrs. Dad. You know he would take <laughs> Mrs. Dad would have taken it right, right. Oh he would take it in a second. It's like uh, Mr. Cena. Probably. He would have You know he well, was Mr. taking those. Cena's a worker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different. Um, after that, so now we got Miz and Shane at WrestleMania. Good, good for Miz. I'm happy for Miz. Yeah, I think with this TV show coming back, uh, this is this is a renaissance. For Miz him. is a babyface, though. I don't know. He's just such. I don't know. Yeah, he's a natural heel. But he's a natural heel. To get him back there, so it's not redundant and in the same old heel shape that he always does. This is going to get him a chance to be fresh when he does go back to be heel. Yeah, that's all the way I look at it. So we saw the SmackDown. All, oh, real quick, that? all the McMahons now are heels, right? Oh my Except God. for Triple H, I guess Triple H is kind of a baby face now. But right. Shane, Stephanie, Vince, they're all heels. Yeah. Yeah. Product works, though, with that characterization. I mean, they're kind of going back to the same old, same old, especially with what Mr. McMahon's doing to Kofi. So right. we'll right. see. Uh, SmackDown Women's title match Mandy Rose versus Asuka. Mandy Rose coming out with Sonya Deville. Uh, they really tried to make Mandy Rose look credible here. This match went on quite some time, and Mandy lost due to Sonya like getting out a kendo stick, lifting up the ring apron, uh, the ring skirt. So and they're building something between them. Yeah, kind of strange that uh, Mandy. Oh, she would have won if not for Sonya Deville's uh, mistake. That's usually the way they they set these these angles up, though, right? Right, like a, the mi miscommunication leading to a feud. Yeah. Uh, Oscar winning with the pin, not the Oscar lock. That's interesting. That's weird. I, you know, I look. You look at Mandy Rose, and uh, she checks all the boxes that Vince McMahon likes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like she is gorgeous. She's athletic. She sucks as a promo, though. I look at Sonya Deville, and I'm like, man, she has everything. Like she's a superstar. I think. Uh, I think she gets some seasoning. I think she can be a, a huge star in that women's division. So. Yeah, Sonya seemed like one if uh, they were going to feed someone to Ronda that could be built up as credible. Sonya seemed like she would check that. Well, here's the thing. You need to think posters. I always thought about this way. Think of WWE pay-per-view posters, right? right? Yeah. Who between those two would you rather see on that poster? Like, for right. instance, tonight when we saw the, the women's main event at Mania, the triple threat match, that was a star-studded poster of those three women, right? They look like millions of dollars all three of them in their own regard they all have special looks they're all money in the ring it's, they, they scream to me money but when i see that right but when you throw no offense to sonya ville i'm not saying like she's an ugly person that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is when you put her on a poster with others like one of those 20 man posters and things like that does she stick out no those three girls on tonight's poster did if you were to put them with 20 other people Hmm. Fair point, but I think they could make, I mean, they can make anyone stand out. They have that glam squad. Look at Alexa Bliss, how generic she looked until they did the Harley Quinn look uh, on yeah. the main roster. I mean, there are ways. Actually, actually, that's true. They could just find some famous thing to ape for Sonya Deville and make her look like a star. That's uh, their playbook, right? I mean, even Becky Lynch took her look from uh, Mad Max Fury Road uh, compared to her old green gear that was very generic. So. You know, I think if they give somebody a push, they can do that. Amazing, though, that it's going to be, uh, what's her face? Lacey Evans. <laughs> That'd be Lacey Evans. <sighs> with that hat, with that whole thing, that's the one that Vince sees as a star. I think she could end up 
winning the title over Asuka Mania if they put her in that multi-woman match. What? Yeah. Right? I mean, if they see her as a I star. Right. I thought with Mandy tonight it could happen. That because it seems like that's something Vince would do, right? Uh, Vince clearly doesn't give a shit about Asuka. For a hundred percent, Vince sees Mandy as a star over Asuka, right? Like she checks all the boxes for him. For him, it's sad, but yeah, right. But he doesn't real. I mean, you Asuka's look at Conor. Re- you know, Conor McGregor would be a guy on two hundred five live if he yeah. signed with WWE. Hundred percent right. <laughs> you know, Floyd Mayweather would be a guy on two hundred five live. Um. There is this mentality that you can't draw money with certain levels of athletes, whereas it's being proven every being proven wrong everywhere else. You know, he thinks it's your look, no matter like first and foremost, no matter what. And that you got to be a jacked, big, good-looking guy. And you okay, but that doesn't always work either. You're right, and yeah, it doesn't. They try that all the time. No, if, if Ronda would have come in to the WWE and not gone through UFC, I mean... Oh, no, she would be a jobber. Yeah, absolutely. Just goes to show how he thinks. Uh, speaking of how he thinks, so that's uh, led to the segment after Oscar won that. We saw the New Day backstage with Vince McMahon. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the lengths he went to to screw Kofi Kingston. But speaking of getting screwed, we have two sponsors tonight. And the first one, welcome back to Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Back when every day was a good day, you get that beep from Kim and she could do it all night and you were like, hell yeah. Now you're in your 40s. You get that beep from Kim and you're like, Kim, you're too much woman for me. And why are you still using a pager? Who pages anyone anymore? But the good news is now you can increase your performance to get that extra confidence back in bed. So listen up. Bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's the stuff that works, the science, the prescription medicine, the good stuff, none of this herbal crap. None of this, oh, well, it's like Viagra and Cialis. No, this is time-tested. This is proven. This will work, baby. And you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Maybe even an all-night situation, as Matt Morgan pointed out, isn't just about round one, guys. If you're a round one kind of guy, this is round two, three, or four. This is an Iron Man match. Make it happen. And this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment free. They're going to send you a couple pills, guys. Get that first shipment for free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. I keep getting these great DMs, these great emails. Someone messaged me on LinkedIn to tell me that they love the podcast, uh, telling me that he and his wife are trying to conceive a baby. And mm-hmm. so Blue Chew, when she is ovulating, he's like, oh, I got to yeah. be a machine, man. I just got to keep I had going. That when we had to do it with Kev Jackson. I know yeah. exactly that pressure. That You want to talk about pressure. Um, yeah, when your wife is ovulating and, and you're a little bit older or whatnot, even if you're not older, and you got X amount of time to get this done. Wife's home on lunch break. You're on your lunch break. You got a half hour. You got to make stuff work. You got to make stuff go in now. I wish we had that back then. Oh, Absolutely. Man, we been it would the be so much easier. Right? <laughs> well, not oh even that. God. I didn't even think about that just right now. That's a great point, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, we're the same age. Yeah. And, uh, you know. This would have been hugely close. Yeah. Oh I mean, I, I, I've, done, I've had my blue shoes. I've, I've tried them, and, they, and it's instant. It's like, now it's time to get to work. 
you know, like there's not like tomorrow night we will have our right. date night. It's mm. it's time to get to work. And, no, and I love that you can be spontaneous again. You don't have to prepare and say, oh, well, it's going to kick in in like an hour or so or right. two hours. No, it's, it's right like, away. Chew it 10, 15 minutes. Boom. You're good to go. Bluechew.com, promo code WINC to try it free. Keep sending me those messages, guys, your Bluetooth success story. But again, please, no photos. That's, that's a bit much. I don't need to see the comparison. And go uh, back and watch the episode where Glenn ate that, that it took a bit <laughs> during the episode. And it was the most uncomfortable that Glenn has ever looked. <laughs> it was a tense He podcast. was ready to explode. You guys saw this happening under his keyboard. <laughs> Hey, speaking of this magic moment, let's thank the second sponsor of this podcast, which is XIQ Notecast. So we all listen to podcasts. And I, speaking of uh, those Blue Chew spots, I get messages from people saying, what was the episode where you had the Blue Chew? What was the time where you and Matt were talking about breaking two? And you can't remember when and where you heard something on a podcast. Because if you're like me, you're listening to so much different, uh, so many different podcasts. You have trouble finding that exact spot. Now we've got something revolutionary for you. And that is Notecast, which is an app by XIQ. It's available on both iOS and Android and is an absolute game changer for listening to podcasts. You can use it to subscribe and listen to all of your favorite podcasts. And you can also use it to save portions of the podcast whenever you want. It even automatically generates a transcript for you. All you do is tap the note button on the play screen or pause the podcast and say, save that. And then Notecast will save the last 30 seconds of what you heard. So you can go back and listen later. It also stores a transcript as a digital note. And there's an option to have it emailed to you. I've been using this. It's been great as I've been traveling. Um, I love it because, yeah, when I hear something funny, when I hear a joke, when I hear a recipe, when I hear a piece of business advice, boom, save it right there. I've got like 30 notes uh, saved currently. And I love it because especially when I want to share something with someone, it's just very easy to go back to that. It's really changed the way that I just uh, digest all this great information. I listen to all these great podcasts. So whether it's a great conversation, story, joke, tip, or recipe, or a Bluetooth spot, NoCast is going to help you retain that like never before. It is an absolute must-have podcast app and the perfect cure for in one ear, out the other. Here's what we want you to do. Download the NoCast app. Give it a try for free. Go to NoCast.app. That's NoCast.app. It's available for iOS and Android. And our special offer for Wrestling Inc. listeners, you could try it free for 60 days. No credit card required. Just enter our promo code INC when you complete your sign up. Again, that's NoCast.app. Use our code INC to try it free for 60 days. And let us know what you think of it. I think uh, it's going to change the way you listen to podcasts. And we thank them for sponsoring Wrestling Inc. Do you know how many times like Matt will share a story about something, you know, his uh, personal experience with? you know, whether it's taking a bump outside the ring or whatever. And I have to go back and like, listen to the whole thing. It's like fast forward and skim through. I mean, this app is, you know, if, if you listen to podcasts and stuff, this is the perfect uh, app because you can save those clips and save those, those moments where you're listening you're like, Oh, I want to save the story. I want to save this bit of audio and uh, it happens all the time. So it, it is an amazing app. And I think we're all, you know, we're all podcast fans. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing app. No, absolutely. So, uh, speaking of getting screwed back to that, Kofi went in Vince McMahon was like, Oh, I've been waiting for you. And he was like, I was waiting outside. And the new day very quickly persuaded Vince McMahon saying, Oh, the match tonight, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, it needs to be a triple threat. Got to get Kofi in there. Uh, Vince, if you parsed his words, he said, it will be a triple threat and Kofi's got a match. Uh, sent him out to the ring. Turned out that he was putting him in a one-on-two handicap match against the bar. Uh, later in the night, we would see Mustafa Ali was added to the WWE Championship match. Inexplicably. Yeah. 
Well, and especially because Mustafa Ali had that momentum going, right? And then yeah, it's nothing. like they couldn't figure out a finish, so like, oh, we'll have Mustafa Ali take the pin. <sighs> it was just freaking ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. So Kofi versus the Bar. The Bar came out and just beat the crap out of Kofi. Um, audience chanting, "This is boring." Uh, even the New Day came out to try and help. And Kofi. got squashed. Yeah, they got squashed. I mean, this was just so dumb. I guess Kofi's going to have the match with Daniel Bryan at uh, WrestleMania. This is going to be, or, uh, yeah, and this could be the story that he's the underdog yes. coming back from this. Absolutely. But tonight, this was anticlimactic as hell. There, there's nothing more to add. That was terrible. They squashed him. It wasn't like he he had hope spots and where he was getting close to winning. No, they just beat the shit out of him. They're you know very I mean? specific about this. They think this is the right way. Obviously, that's right. To, to build sympathy. They think this is the correct way to do all this. Like, but no Matt, we know that if this was Roman in this situation, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, of course not. But they would argue with you. You know what their argument would be? Well, you didn't like Superman, Roman. Here we are. We're giving you a sympathetic baby face. What else do you want? What yeah. are you talking about, Raj? According to Meltzer, they gave Roman cancer to build sympathy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Meltzer's getting a lot of shit right now, but <laughs> undeserved. A lot of it's undeserved. But tell me he didn't say those words. No. Okay. But he, he implied that he didn't believe. Uh, that he had cancer? Uh, not, but not fully. How did he put it, Raj? It was, we, it was we, all right. Let's get yeah. into it. Yeah. So, um, hold, hold on. Let me uh, pull up my report. So Meltzer kind of said that because Roman said on the Chronicle that he had, he was taking oral chemotherapy, and Meltzer kind of implied that that's there's no such thing. He's not taking that, or you, you know, basically that. Uh, Basically, that Roman was kind of making up stuff with his therapy, which is not the case at all. Um, I think Dave Dave is the number one guy out there as far as wrestling journalism, um, but he was very wrong on this. I, I, you know, with medical stuff, people, you know, his, his words have a lot of weight. So I think uh, he's one of those guys that. He, he should be more careful, I guess, with what he says because people take anything he says as news. And, uh, of course, yeah. I just think, guys, we all have stupid conspiracy theories about something. Just yes. you got to know which ones to keep to yourself. Yes. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. So he has, he has CML, which is, he has leukemia. He, I mean, he legitimately, uh, none of us would ever, you know, with wives and, you know, wife and kids. The fact that you're being told you have cancer, regardless of the success rate, if it's not as bad as others or whatever, it's still freaking cancer. You know, there's still that, you know, chance that you might die. Oh, yeah. So it's still a serious thing. So, um, very serious. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I, I too, thought these were all fans that were saying it. You guys were telling me last time I was on. Yeah, they have, but that's why Meltzer saying it is so ridiculous. Well, he said he said some shit too about uh, Roman filming the movie, and so we I was able to confirm that Roman filming the Rocks movie, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, was in Hawaii. It was the last couple of weeks of January, so it was two weeks, you know, two months after his diagnosis, and he was starting to feel better, was, and. Uh, yeah, so uh, he was able to film it, and it was he has a small role in the movie. It's not like a big, uh, a big role. And before that, he was the movie was being filmed elsewhere. Roman Reigns wasn't involved in the filming, so. Um, and are we all for? 
are we all forgetting Walter White was able to build a meth empire while undergoing chemotherapy? You know, everybody, every one of us have been touched with this disease some way, somehow in our family, right? I lost my phone. We've all lost somebody. But yeah. we don't know the level of what every person who has cancer, what level they have it, what pain they're in, what their threshold to that pain is to get to, to different procedures done to battle it. We don't know. Right. So. Nobody can speak on it, man. It's just one of those things that you just don't touch, like you said, Raj. You just don't touch it. You don't think that you think that he's lying about this. You don't say that. You look like such, I'm sorry, you look like a douche no matter what way you slice it. Even if he was right, you still look like a douche. Right. right. Yeah. Losing yeah. a family member, you know, uh, yeah, enough death, to... cancer, sickness. Everyone deals with that kind of stuff differently. Don't try to put yourself in that situation. You don't know what, and don't try to report like you know what they're doing when you don't. So anyway, I, I love Dave. I think he's he he's a legend, but he, I did not agree with him on this one, and and with the movie stuff. I thought when I was listening to it, I was like, man, this is you're you're implanting that doubt with a lot of fans. Um, when he you know he was filming that movie, it doesn't mean that. You know, he was filming it as soon as he got the diagnosis. So, anyway. and again, we don't know what, how he, you know, responds to this versus we don't know. Right. Well, and especially Matt, you've you've been in films before. You've worked in TV. It's ninety percent of your time on the set is sitting around waiting. Hundred percent true. Yeah, it's not like Roma was out there doing twelve-hour days of just fighting uh, through scenes the whole time. I don't know. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's recovery is different, and it's just stupid for Meltzer to get into Alex Jones conspiracy territory on something like this. At the same time, you know, he—I don't know if he realizes sometimes how much weight he has because mm -hmm. now everyone jumps on whatever he says. He you know, like there are sites that report on his. Uh, his thoughts, like yeah. not even facts. It's like, oh, he said, like he'd like to see this, so we're gonna make an article out of it. We don't do that at Wrestling Inc., but there are sites out there that do it. And um, you know, it's like he just wants to speak casually, and maybe he's at the point where he can't do that. I don't know. We are at a time in a society where you got to be more careful than you've ever been in your life with what you say. Oh my, you're, you're absolutely right. It's crazy right now. Yeah. But Roman is not cured. We should make that point. He's in remission. This cancer is going to be with him forever. It can come back. It's not a, you know, um, it's not something to take lightly. It's not something that he beat. It's there. So, yeah. So back to Fastlane, after the bar won that match, we had the Raw Tag Team title match, Ricochet and Aleister Black versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode versus The Revival. Uh, the revival retaining, getting the pin on Gable. I really thought Black and Ricochet were going to get this tonight. Matt, I, what, what was I your expectation? Do. I was, I, was uh, I don't like this matchup to begin with because I like all four guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know, four, four of the six, I should say, really. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I don't like the matchup for the two call-ups because they're both single stars. We keep talking about it. Yes, they're not a tag team. Glenn, I, I picked this, right? I you gotta you gotta admit I I called yeah, it. Oh yeah, the rival retaining for sure. And beating um, Gable and Rude. Makes sense. What was with that promo that. though that Black and Ricochet gave? The way they're doing these, like, you go, now I'll go. They do these promos that You're have lying. no interplay, no right. interplay whatsoever. Just they're cutting two singles promos back to back. They suck as a team as a as as you know, when you're talking about chemistry as a team and like 
seeing guys together like you know uh like brett brett hart jim Neidhart, complete opposites but they have that chemistry as a tag team alistair black is not a tag team wrestler he is an individual character he should not be in a tag team i'm gonna make this point over and over it's like yeah. the undertaker bringing him in and being like we're gonna start you off for a few months as a tag team with freaking uh coco beware or, yes uh, no yeah that's actually a perfect because it's so opposite yes yeah, it, it doesn't fit the character. And and same for Ricochet. They're they're single stars. Ricochet, man, if I had to make my dream WrestleMania card, Aleister Black is beating the Undertaker. You you bring Undertaker back and you have him lose to a young guy. Yep. And you have him lose to Aleister Black or Finn Balor as a demon. One yeah. of those guys. Ooh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then Ricochet, you do him and Rey Mysterio or someone like that where you have the legendary light high flyer. Gotcha. They have an awesome match, and Ricochet gets that win. Back to the torch. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of passion. Yeah, exactly. It's passing that high flyer torch and Undertaker passing that mysterious superpower, supernatural. Right? Absolutely. But this WrestleMania card right now is the shits right now. I mean, there's no match. I mean, Triple H and Batista, I guess. Which is why, okay, the only thing I like about it is that it makes the girls three-way have the opportunity to be all that everyone's talking about afterwards, which for the girls, I'm excited for. I I agree, but I feel like the storytelling for that has been shit. It has. They they did F it up. Even tonight. I thought it was terrible. Becky has been cooled off so much in the last month. They did make it terrible, but the three are so good they're gonna blow the roof off that place. It should it should be Becky and Becky's one on one. Better be repaired somehow. She cannot go into the match like this. We'll get we'll get back to Meltzer. Meltzer thinks the three way makes sense, but no way in hell. Well, oh, is Becky Charlotte? Well, and, uh, it makes sense with how they did it. It doesn't make sense like business. No, he thinks that's the best choice. Well, because under the assumption that Ronda's leaving after Mania, oh. right? But still. So was leaving after WrestleMania 14. You don't add Owen Hart to that match, right? You have Stone Cold beat Shawn Michaels. You have that story. The top guy loses to the top babyface. The top babyface is now the top guy. You get your money. That's how you get your money back, Glenn. You know exactly. I mean? Andre and Hogan. You don't add Ricky Steamboat to that match to make it a better match. You have Hogan beat Andre one-on-one. That drama there, that one-on-one victory is huge. And Becky beating Ronda one-on-one when Ronda hasn't lost. that The drama is huge. And when it's a three-way, it, it gets diluted. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, I wanted this to be a one-on-one match all along, but I think Vince sees it now that he doesn't have as many stars. And certainly on the female side, okay, if it's to be believed, he thinks he has four female stars, one of which is Lacey Evans and one of which is Ronda. You know, Charlotte and Becky. Boom. So if Ronda leaves, that's what he's left with. SmackDown Live champ Lacey Evans, who defeats Asuka, and then Becky and Charlotte. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the other girl you just said earlier. Yeah, Mandy Rose. Who's, you know, and probably on a good day, he gets Mandy and Lacey confused. Dude, they're oh, going to screw up this WrestleMania card in this next few days. This match has already been diluted so much. I think it's going to get worse. It should be Becky and Ronda one on one. That's the drama. That's the story. I think Kofi and, and you know the fact that they destroyed Kofi tonight. Kofi and Daniel Bryan is not going to have the heat in three weeks as it should have. I, I I just have no faith right now with their booking. Well, until I saw the RKO tonight and the stuff with AJ, I was thinking, yeah. what was AJ doing? Does he get going into this into a three way somehow? 
with with Daniel Bryan and company, but you know, thank God, no, it's going to be him and Randy. I'm guessing. Um, did you guys watch this watch along? Did you guys check that out so no. on Twitter, the streaming? So they had Pat McAfee backstage, and he was with various superstars throughout the night. The Iconics were there for a lot of it. The Revival showed up later. Um, EC3 was there a lot talking, and they were just watching the fast lane and cracking wise, telling stories, having tangent tangentially uh, related discussions. It was uh, different, but kind of boring. Nope. Yeah. Uh, the so Revival, got, by the way. Uh, a little yeah. segue. We got Pat McAfee. We had a great uh, interview with him uh, this ooh, week ooh. Uh, throughout the weekly. Pat, uh, he was the punter for the Colts. Uh, oh wow! Great personality. Uh, they were cons- there's a campaign to get him on as the Monday Night Football third man. Now wow. that spots open up. He's signed with WWE. He's been doing the NXT pre shows. Wow. And yeah, we talked with him. He talks about so he turned down, you know, the AAF, the new football league. He turned down the AAF out of loyalty for WWE, NXT, XFL. So he wow. talks about turning them down, um, you know, working with WWE, NXT, all this stuff. So a lot of great his he's talking about Sam Roberts ripping on Bianca Belair and all this stuff. So hmm. uh, check it out this week. It's it, it's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the revival retained in this match. I thought Ricochet and Black didn't get as much of a spotlight as I would have thought. I thought, but I guess that, that plays a line with them not winning. But this was their pay per view debut. I thought that Ricochet got, especially that one spot on the outside, um, that he did. But yeah, I thought this match was kind of underwhelming. It was because it was. Yeah, they don't know what the fuck they're what they're doing. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> f-bomb psychers no, sorry about that uh, three years i think i've dropped one f-bomb on this podcast <laughs> i was just setting a record today. i know sorry about that yeah. it, it just drives me nuts like you see them bring these guys up and they just use them uh they're they're just thrown in with no storyline right and so th- i guess if you're going with the idea that you give them some wins some you know to build them up they're just thrown they it's clear that they have no idea what to do with these guys so I just it just sucks. I I just think like with EC3, Lacey Evans, all these heavy machinery, they're not attached to a brand. They don't know what they're doing with these guys, and it sucks. And it, it dilutes the brand extension when these guys are showing up on both shows doing nothing. It's not like they're being booked strong on both shows. They're kind of just there. No, they're, they're they're not even. You're right. Where the hell's Hunter though? And he's you know that that is really te- territorial and defensive. Thank God. For his NXT talent, usually, you know what I mean, especially the show. Yeah. Where is he stepping up and saying to them, "What the fuck? What are you doing with these people? I'm giving you main event, bona fide main event stars here, and you guys keep flushing them down the toilet. Enough, enough, enough. If you don't have anything for him, I'm keeping them." So, Matt, y- yeah. you're seven feet tall, jacked. If I was like, "Hey, our idea creatively is you're standing backstage, just looking at a mirror every week for the next two months." Right, like, sucks. sounds like shit. It sucks in my head to gas myself up to 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 do it. It's like, well, you know, Vince McMahon is behind this idea, so it's good. <laughs> you fell for that once, Matt. Never, never yeah. again, right? Yeah, I just look at. There's such talented guys on this roster, and the and what they're doing with them. Alistair Black. I just think there's so much potential and event talent. Yes, Sorry. he's a main event talent, and they're just kind of pissing him away right now. Well, then at the same time, you have a Ronda's doing on Twitter. 
I mean, it's just like oh. going into Mania, this is so not controlled. But it's great. More people care about that than anything on TV, right? That's true. That's what they're talking about. No, you're right. They're talking shit on to Twitter. Rhonda did the shoot video the other day talking about how wrestling's fake and all the. I mean, she's talking mad trash about professional wrestling. Well, that's good. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, did you say F the WWE, F the WWE universe? This is all fake. She was like, she basically said, like, WWE's fake. If any of these women came on to her, uh, she would tear them apart. And, uh, you know, again, if she didn't say that, if she didn't say that line, no one would be talking about it. So I think she's, uh, I hate bringing the fake part into wrestling, like suggesting it being like, oh, everything you've watched for the last two and a half hours is fake, but she's going to start shooting on people. Well, then I, don't know. I, just, well, hey, I always hated that. Well, here you go, genius Ronda Rousey. So then explain to us, the fans, because you're obviously pissed no one is cheering you as a baby face. That's where a lot of this is coming from. No question, because your ego can't handle it. With that said, what were we – you just got done saying it's fake. So what should we – should we have been cheering for you as this great baby face and this good person? Why? You just said it was fake. So everything you've done that would make you a baby face or a good person with WWE is fake. So why would we cheer for you? You idiot. Never say it's yeah. fake. And in the real sport that she left, she, she lost devastatingly the last two times. You never say it's fake, not because you're not trying to fool people, but because you're, you're just, in my opinion, you're insulting them now. You're insulting me that likes to spend my disbelief. You don't see the actors going above and beyond the production, the the, the, the things of their movies, like the big you know, com- commercials they have right. for their movies going, hey, guess what? This movie's fake. Yeah, like, Cobra Kai, so you don't have... Fake. Right, yeah, Cobra Kai, you don't have Johnny Lawrence breaking in the middle being like, hey, well, you know, the first <laughs> time I fought Daniel LaRusso, that was part of the script. But you know, this time the shit's gonna get real. You don't do, yeah. You just don't <laughs> do that. I think it's it's rude to the fans. Honestly, is my opinion on it. But you know, I, clearly this is WWE's way. I mean, she's not doing this on her own. Okay, she's oh, got, really? okay. I got to check it out. <laughs> That's yeah, even worse that she's got other people not in the WWE that are working with her on this. So yeah, basically they're playing this angle online where it's shoot. You know, like she's shooting on it on TV. They're not saying that but they're kind of going in that direction i just i just hate when i first of all i hate the whole saying what you're doing is fake i hate the word fake with wrestling because it's so disrespectful because that that's whenever people say isn't that shit fake when you say you watch wrestling right it is disrespectful yeah it's a you know uh a smarky way to just look down at what you enjoy and uh and if you do it, if you do it, the pain you put your body through to do right. it. Yeah, they just assume that everything, like they assume the steel chairs are aluminum. This, you know, like you, you would not, you would not believe the ridiculous amounts of, you know, conspiracy theories. You know, the only thing I can think of that's similar to it, and it makes sense now. No one would have done this at the time, but it's like what uh, Tom F. Wilson, who played Biff and Back to the Future, does now. Yeah. When he has like the song and he mocks it, he's like, people ask him all these questions about Back to the Future. And he's like, it's a movie. It's fake. It's not real. You know, to like shit on the fans. It's funny now because it's in hindsight, but no one would do that currently. You wouldn't have Brie Larson out there, girls crying, people saying Captain Marvel. Oh my God, this is progress. And she's like, it's just a movie. It's fake. Right. You know? It's like no one would do and this. Not in the movie. middle of the movie, not during yeah. the movie. 
Yeah, or in the press surrounding it. You don't right. see Josh Brolin's like, well, I play Thanos in the movie, and you know he's going to lose, but it's fake in real life. I mean, right. and, I and kick the, Robert the, Downey Jr.'s the, ass. The interviewers aren't be like, but it's fake, right? Well, yeah. Isn't that all fake, what you're doing? They don't ask that, right? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I hate it. Yes. I mean, well, that's what makes it all art. And, and Glenn, to your point, yeah. I had a buddy of mine, one of my best friends, who he's actually coming to WrestleMania with me. He had Spider-Man stuff everywhere in his room, and he would give me shit about wrestling being fake. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you like a guy shooting webs from his wrist, and you know, jizz is flying. And you know, like, technically, yeah. the shooting the red webs from the web shooters, Raj. I mean, let's be, right. you know, it's like that's fine, but you know, someone, you know, uh, a choreographed body slam is uh, not acceptable to your standards. So anyway. It's, it's just it's disrespectful, but WWE can make it hard to respect it at times with their, their lack of storytelling. Unless all you do is read the newspaper and watch documentaries, shut the F up about the fake shit. Right. If yeah. you if you only watch. Do yeah, exactly. If you only watch <laughs> real stuff and that's not reality TV because that's not real. If you only watch real stuff, then by all means, judge your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this was added tonight, last minute. Fatal four-way for the United States title, R-Truth versus Andrade versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. What do you think of that? I, again, this wasn't announced beforehand, right? No, it was announced during the pre-show, I believe. Yeah. It's the same match we saw already, just a different version. Samoa Joe retained. It's okay. Yeah. As long as he's holding on to the title, I'm fine with it. You know, whatever. Yeah, he should be above this, but we're, you know, whatever. Uh, and what about uh, Truth doing the John Cena tributes tonight with the moves? Who did like, who did Joe beat tonight to to win? Uh, who did he pin tonight? Oh, Ray, Ray. He uh, choked Ray out with a coquina clutch. Oh my god, man! Show, uh, Ray is a legend. Kurt Angle is a legend. Wins over them should meet should mean something, right? It, it shouldn't be just. A finish in a four-way. It should be a big deal when you're beating these guys. Kurt, you know. Gotcha. Anyway. But that means in creative's eyes, they have more plans for truth right now than they do for Rey Mysterio. It, it doesn't take that much planning to protect yeah. your legends, you know. Yeah. These guys are superstars. Have a win mean something. Have Samoa Joe beat him one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. That'll do way more for him than in a random four-way that was just announced two hours earlier. So you think it's going to be Joe versus Cena at WrestleMania? That's what it's looking like. They, you know, we were talking about this on Tuesday. They're not name dropping Cena accidentally. He's going to do something. He's Ooh. been filming a movie. He was supposed to face Lars Sullivan. You know, this stuff happened with Lars. He he has his, he had some issues, and uh, yeah. So Cena has no plan. So I, it's it's no uh, it's no mistake. So Joe's going to end up attacking Truth, and then Cena's going to avenge our Truth. That's what the stakes are going to be in Mania. Maybe at Mania, yeah. Maybe it's one on one, Joe and Truth, because Joe never beat Truth for the title, right? Yeah. And then something happened. I don't know. Uh, if, if we don't, Matt, if we can't convince ourselves to care, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking Again, for Cena. It should be a big deal to beat him. Cena's another one. Cena, yeah. Ray, these guys are legends. It should you, it shouldn't just sure. be random spots on TV where these guys are getting beat.
Yeah, Kurt Angle drives me. It drives me nuts how they treat him right now because that should be a big win. Yeah. Uh, so we had the women's tag title match tonight. Ugh. Nia Jackson, Tamina Snuka versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Okay, match, but overshadowed by the fact that Beth Phoenix got involved afterwards. Uh, Natalia came out to help Beth, and it looks like they might be setting them up uh, to participate in a four-way at Mania for the tag titles. So first, the match. Matt, did you watch this? What did you think of uh, Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Tamina? I, I, there's some sloppy parts to it. I think the girls should have practiced their little um, ode to Undertaker, kind of, sort of, top rope thing. You know what I mean? When she just sits her across the top rope. It was a good idea, Becky. I'm not Becky. I'm sorry. Um, Come on. Come on. Was, uh, uh, Sasha. <laughs> Sasha. Um, running across the top rope with Bailey holding her. You see what I'm talking about? There's yeah, a lot yeah. of spots there that were sloppy. Um, but overall, good match, um, good heat. But the heat was pretty good. Yeah. I think it's interesting involving Beth in this. So what are you hearing about this match for Mania, Raj? Were you expecting any of that? No, I wasn't. I'm sure as hell wasn't. Yeah. Raj, what are you hearing about Mania for uh, plans? Multi-person match. It'll be Bailey and Sasha defending against a Raw, SmackDown, NXT women's tag team. Maybe a Legends tag team, so they make it, you know, an extra tag team in there. But um, that's the plan. I forgot about this match. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you have know? been drinking, Raj. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think Sasha and Bailey. They need a bit. You got these new uh, titles. You need. I feel like to really establish them, get a big feud in, right? Like whether it's you're bringing back Trish and, and Lita or someone, but get a big feud to get these titles over because they're new. That's that's how I do it. But you know, it's kind of you forget about it afterwards. So it was there. I love Sasha and Bailey. I think they're talented as hell. I think they're way overdue for something. It's great to see that they'll be at WrestleMania. I'm guessing this might be on the pre-show. I don't know, oh. but um, you know. Yeah, it's. I feel like this should be more. Uh, they've definitely been trying to build it on Raw, but I don't know. Something about it's just not sticking. After this, we had the triple threat for the WWE Championship Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan versus the surprise of Mustafa Ali, who ate the pin when Daniel Bryan retained. Um, Matt, do you feel like this already kind of buried Kevin Owens in his yes. uh, pay per view return? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The fact that Kevin Owens would accept that. There he made it right out of the gate as a dick. Yeah, right. He, 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 something he did not deserve, and just be like, "Oh yeah, I deserve it." Made him a heel right from the get go. Right, like you can't yeah. buy him as a babyface when he's taking Kofi's spot and he has right. no problem with it. Right, everything you said was true. <laughs> so uh, he he he's a dick there. They uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, so I was watching this, and I'm like, because I did have a couple beers tonight. I was like, oh, maybe they announced earlier tonight that it was going to be a three-way, and I missed it, but they didn't. It's just like randomly his music hits, and he comes Well, they the did. Way. No, they did. That's what Mr. McMahon – why am I calling him Mr. McMahon? No, That's they said Kofi said. would be added. Well, he said it was going to be a triple threat, and he said Kofi was going to have a match. So that's what they were saying. They're saying, oh, it's still going to be a triple threat. Vince said it was going to be a triple threat, and then they were they were waiting for that. That's how I uh, interpreted it. Right, but they never announced that Mustafa Ali was in No, the no, sir. And he had all this momentum after his debut. He was off TV for a while. I guess he was recovering from a minor injury. Uh, comes back tonight to take the pin. 
I feel like they're just squandering a lot of talent and potential. They don't know, they don't the, know why. They don't know what the hell they're doing is the problem. So they're booking week to week and not thinking about like Mustafa Ali. Do we want to push him? Let's, you know, where are we going with them? Six, you know, two months from now, three months from now, six months from now. I don't think they think that way. And they just got a lot of new people well, in creative, right? They don't think that way with anyone. And that's the problem. What's that, Matt? It shows they just got a lot of new people in creative. They all suck. Yeah, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Look at this storytelling has been impossible such to mess up. How many, shit. how many times do we say that, Raj? This is impossible for them to mess up. Oh, they have. What is everyone else saying? Like, what's like Stone Cold saying about this on his podcast and like others and stuff? Are they completely going what the f like we are? Is everyone <laughs> just like in shock how they've screwed this up? <sighs> I mean, they have to be right. I mean, how it, it, it's right in your face. It's, I really want to know his opinion on this. Like, for shoot, like, I he hasn't him. been doing his podcast Just, lately. Yeah, tweet at him, Matt. He'll respond to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Like, like I really want to know what everyone else is thinking. You know what I mean? Because we can't be the only ones going. What yeah. the? They have been screwing Becky. Like, you, you think about tonight and where she is right now and where she was a month ago. I hope that. Their idea is that they're hoping to get her over and not they're trying to cool her off because it seems yeah. like they're trying to cool her off. And they're when not. you get your superstars once in a while and when they're coming around, when fans are getting behind them, you got to go with it. And with what they did with Becky tonight and the last month, they've been cooling her off. And it's that match coming. sucked. It's like during her match with Charlotte, the, fa the fans did not care. It wasn't like loud Becky chants or... I don't know, man. I think WWE, they're in a weird spot where uh, creatively they don't know, you know, they don't know the right hand from the left hand, where, where they're going. And uh, I think it showed tonight. And, and I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll keep going. They're not trying to do that on purpose, just so you know, Raj. They're trying to put sympathy on her. They're not trying to cool off. I promise. They're just doing the worst, the complete opposite job that they should be doing to do these things. For sure. And but with Kofi tonight, right? Like I'm I know they're trying to put sympathy on Kofi, but squashing him, do you think that makes him makes people want to see him win the title? Well yeah, yeah, it doesn't I, make yeah, less, right? But well, if he won the match, it, it makes him more credible. We didn't need to see him to be David. He does not need to be painted as David versus Goliath. Okay, Goliath is Daniel Bryan, who is four feet tall. So it, it, it Kofi does not have to come into this as this incredible weakling, hobbling underdog. He doesn't have to. I'm sorry, he's been there for years. He's an athletic dynamo in that ring. He deserves the respect of being treated like a main event talent if he's going to go into that main event match setting, if you will, versus Daniel Bryan for the title, and he goes over if that's the case. But he doesn't need to be this underdog for us to buy that ticket. I would have bought the ticket of Kofi being equal on equal footing with Daniel Bryan right. just as much as, if not more, than I would as underdog Kofi. Yeah, well, getting squashed ahead of time. Let's talk just about – uh i'm sorry uh so we had the match yeah, with no, brian is not braun Strowman. you know what i mean that's so. true hey they're screwing matt. up braun though they've screwed up braun matt braun Hulk. is a non-factor how crazy was he is on the card did i miss something tonight was he on it no yeah. how crazy is that that he's a non-factor now that weeks out of mania there no brush <sighs> oh my god that you don't even think about him that, that's where he's fired. at now i don't like calling for people's jobs but they need to be fired they suck <laughs> you look at him, you have a natural box office attraction, and this is what you're doing with Braun Strowman, you freaking idiots.
<sighs> not even, yeah, not even a backstage segment, nothing. So Becky versus Charlotte happened. So Daniel Bryan retained. Becky versus Charlotte happened. Got going for about three to five minutes, maybe. And then Ronda came out, um, hit Becky. So Becky won by DQ. Oh. She's going to WrestleMania. If if I said, what is the weakest way we could get Becky into this match? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, DQ. She weasels her way into this world title match. Matt, we've talked about this before. What would you do with Austin? Would you do that with Steve Austin? <laughs> would you have him weasel his way into the world title match by DQ? Of course right? Not. Of course not. <sighs> yeah. it, it, it's ridiculous. And, and okay, and there's times in the past where I would say things like, okay, we've got to be good. We, we got to wait. Say everything for The Rock. We can't say everything. How would we treat Stone Cold either for every single time? I used to say that like when I wrestled. Um, but like, I am sorry. We've got to use that now because these things are. The, what they're doing is getting out of control, Raj. It's yeah. getting out of control, and they are hurting themselves more than we, I could have ever imagined. They're it's, all their common sense stuff. Like if you're writing a third grade story with the, uh, uh, someone a, overcoming the odds, it's not hard. It's like and they're making it hard. I don't know what's going on, dude. Something, something feels fishy. Like, like something feels really off here, and I'm scared a little bit because it seems like a lot of people are making these decisions are not the normal people. I know it can't be. It can't be Roll Dog. It can't be Triple H. It can't be Vince. Um, it can't be Steph. It's got to be like these new writers you guys were saying that just came in or something. Because this, I don't know. Just idiotic. You know, it's weird too. Creatively, because they're sucking ass. That's if you, yeah. uh, they should get some of the people behind the WWE comic book into creative. Uh, I know I've, I've talked about it before. I love the covers. I collected for that. But if you read that, they take these storylines that make no sense and flesh them out. And actually, everything from Sammy's heel turn to Seth when he came back, why he resented Roman and Dean. Like, there's like, a story. Yeah, they even the Wyatt family. Like, they tell right. these stories and make it all make sense, give it rich background, rich mythology. And I feel like there's none of that in the card. So if they can figure this out, the comic book guys can, they could probably add a little something to the main roster to get their minds in there. So who's joined recently? Dana Warrior is the one that we've heard a lot about. Haven't been there some other creative... I know there's been some departures. Yeah. Could have been other some people are shitting on Dana Warrior. Um, it's like, uh, if you're not shitting on Mick, Mick Foley's son joining, then why are you shitting on her, right? Yeah, for all we know, it's been her dream to write TV her entire life. Yeah, we don't know how, how she is backstage, how she is creatively. Uh, she might have a bunch of cool ideas. I think more female voices in general, because you see how they write for Alexa Bliss. It sucks. Oh so my God. I think it's a it's a huge positive that they get they got her in there, and the more the merrier. Um, you know, Mick Foley's son Dewey joined the creative team. I didn't hear a big out out you know outbreak or outlash or whatever backlash. So uh, you know, more power to her. You know, she's. Uh, losing her husband in this business the day after he was inducted into the hall of fame and they have their daughters and everything. I think it's great that she's able to stay in and, and contribute. So yeah. And Bruce Pritchard coming back. Um, so can we talk about one thing creatively that I loved tonight and we've suggested this before. I'm so glad they finally did it. Elias coming out like a Greek chorus, like a narrator <laughs> commenting on the matches we just saw in song. Yes. I kind of liked it. I it's perfect. It. Perfect use of Elias. I liked it. He was burying the baby faces when they lost. Is like Kofi got squashed, and then he's burying Kofi. Um, Hasn't that ship sailed at this point, though, Robbie? <laughs> I know, I know. 
I'm, I, you know, I, you know, we were King Kong Bundy passed away this week, and I just think about the booking that they did back in the day, and it's the the baby face overcoming this gigantic heel, right, and overcoming the odds, and now it's like baby faces are a joke, and yeah. the heels are nothing, and and that's just what people accept. You know, people shit on me for being too negative. It's not negative. It's just wanting good storytelling, right? And I'll applaud it when there is good storytelling, but there's not. And it's it's common sense storytelling. If you were write a, to write a book uh, with a babyface getting the title, you want him to be as strong as possible leading up to the title match, even though he's an underdog. Whether it's like no one re remembers that Seth Rollins is facing Brock Lesnar in a few weeks. I don't even think it was brought up on commentary tonight, was it? Uh, a little bit, and they showed the promo video. Uh, not the promo video. They showed the card for it and some stuff. So it was brought up uh, when they were. But it wasn't like that's the big match that we're leading to, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, they did bring it up, uh, but I thought with Elias it was good. So Elias got RKO'd during his last time out there. Then AJ Styles appeared and did the phenomenal forearm to Randy Orton. Um, then they played AJ's music after. So I guess AJ and Randy is happening now as their next feud going into Mania. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. It was interesting who we weren't seeing tonight, uh, but tomorrow night we will have on Raw, Finn Balor facing Bobby Lashley, uh, confirmed for tomorrow night. Yeah, it was interesting what we didn't see, but we did have the main event, The Shield versus Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Main eventer Baron Corbin. It's finally happened, folks. Wearing the vest. Um... Can I make a point real quick? Very protected tonight, by the way. Very protected tonight. We are at our highest viewership for a B show that we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you noticed that? Because you're hammered, Raj. Headlines at Raj's All right. Well, there it is. Yeah. The um, great sequel ratings, I guess. Absolutely. But, yeah. So they really, really, really played up tonight dean ambrose leaving one last time for the shield to get back together dean ambrose is not leaving there is no way in hell i called this from day one but they would not be doing this if he was actually leaving i almost think he is i did think he was until the shield reunion started i get what you're saying but i almost feel like if he they're saying he's leaving and he doesn't then it makes them look like they're liars oh, and <laughs> it's creative <laughs> But on TV, they never do that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, they do that all the time before season finale comes up, uh, before like something what? happens. I mean, how many times in a TV show? Because that's how you build stakes. Yeah, but they never say someone's leaving the company. They'll say someone's fired or suspended and bring no, them back this in. New. This was new, Glenn, of them saying someone in the future who's still here is going to leave us. But this is something I think they would do as a as a fake storyline. I don't think they would lie yeah. about Roman having cancer, but I no, absolutely no. think they would do this. It's I similar do. to what they do with CM Punk by him saying, "Oh, his contract." I do too. I do yeah. too. I just, but for whatever reason, the way he was handling himself, the way he was booked, he was losing matches. Let's keep that in mind here, right? Um, right, with a newer character that they were starting off with him, and all of a sudden he just hit the hit a brick wall. Right, that for him, just stopped. They had him lose to EC3. Yes. Uh, EC3's only win on Raw. Yeah. You know. Well, let's see what they start doing leading up to this. I think if they keep now playing it up. I'm sorry? Now he, now he comes back, in my opinion. For no yeah, but they're going to play it up. We're going to have a tribute yeah. to Dean Ambrose night. Everyone's going to come out and thank him for his contributions. Yes, you know, he's going to headbutting Vince McMahon and then getting into hot Dude, this Dean is the best. He, he's so natural, does not give a... a AF. He's just, you know, he's just, just seems in his, he is the most real character right now. Him, Ronda Rousey, when she's, 
not reading the promos, uh, you know, that you could tell when people are being real in the promos. And I, I just feel like Dean is giving off that essence of being more natural and, and be more true to his character. I, I, I think he's the most entertaining he's been since, uh, you know, in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it takes that. It takes you have to have that real life frustration about how terribly he's been booked, about how inconsistent his character has been. You project all that into the idea that he's not re-signing, and it's so much more interesting. And tonight, even him seeming reluctant to do the shield reunion, but then him being won over midway through the match at the end, doing the fists and all of that, it told a story, it worked, it was good, but it had that little dose of reality. And that's the problem with Rhonda. I think they're trying to make it too much. Her calling out reality, I think you just need to blur that line uh, correctly. And I think this is what they did so well tonight um, with that, with the Shield reunion. Um, I thought this match was good. It was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, we all knew the Shield was winning. We all knew how this was going to end with the, the Shield triple power bomb. But I thought it was very well done. Uh, it would have been nicer if they could have given them better enemies. I thought Drew Baron and Bobby together still just seemed like three guys they stuck together. They're not the League of Doom or Legion of Doom, like against Super Friends. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're not a team. Right. No, they're not. But it was okay. You know, um, I yeah. thought this match was good. And I think that this was a good note to go out on. It definitely made people forget how stupid the Becky Charlotte thing was at the end. Maybe. did make me forget. <laughs> I think, again, now everyone's going to, sh- everyone's going to crap on me for being negative, but this is, True. Uh, Roman Reigns is coming back from cancer and he's wrestling his first match. And that was completely forgotten during this match. It should have been a huge deal, right? That he is competing in this first match since coming back. And that, you know, like we didn't know if he was going to ever wrestle again. Because with cancer, granted, what he had, the success rate is a lot higher than, you know, the, the other types of leukemia. But it's still... You, no one wants that. To come back from that and be back in the ring, I feel like that story was just completely lost here tonight. I don't think they would have done it tastefully. I mean, they would have thought like, okay, we're going to have him backstage with the IV and getting the chemo treatment, and then he's going to whip <laughs> no, the no, IV no. out, go to the ring. You know, just bring no, first, like, first Drew's going to strangle him with the chemo IV. I just think that um, Jr. Jr. on commentary would have just bring being you know would have been like. First time back in four months, yeah, you know, he didn't know if he was going to ever wrestle again. He fought. Just bring de- he those looked death in the up. eye. He looked death in the eye. He, he came did. back here for the fans. Yeah, no I'm one wants that, right? No matter how high the success rate. If it's a ninety-eight percent success rate, you don't want that two percent. But they were tasteful. I'm saying they were tasteful. I think in how they handled it and not milking it and making some big modeling yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't have to do that. But you can you could bring up that this is his first match in four months. You could bring up that this is he didn't know where he was going to be and that because that was on TV. You know, him announcing that he had to leave for you know to uh, deal well, with his leukemia. So I, I just think. You just completely forgot about it once the match started, and once Roman tagged in, it was just kind of like another guy tagged in, where it was his the company's top star wrestling for the first time in four months, and it was just kind of just there. I don't know. I just think I'm all about stories, characters, and I just feel like that should have been a lot bigger. You know, our chat room right now. I got to give it up to our chat room. So we have a record number of people. Watching on YouTube one, um, I got to give it up to whoever in the chat room referred to, I believe is uh, Caleb Gazaway who referred to Bobby drew and Baron as the three man bland. 
you definitely get bonus points tonight. And then uh, in the chat room, we've got uh, Albert L who said Roman should have driven the truck to the ring with a hose and sprayed everyone with chemo juice. Um, you win something, sir. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I thought tonight. Yeah, the stiff shot of the award. Jesus. Stiff. Continue. No, but I mean, the chat room is on fire. You they guys are. definitely, Jeez. if you've never watched this podcast live, please check it out on YouTube. Watch us record this. Live Leave us a review room. too. Yes. Yeah, so the chat room though, absolutely adds something. We got a record number of you all here tonight. Who's making this great, but Thank no, look, I thought commentary put over the chemo. They did. I haven't watched the Chronicle yet on the network. Uh, oh, from what awesome. I understand, oh, it's very well done. Is? Yeah. On Roman's recovery. Oh shoot. Really? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. amazing. Right, cool. So I think the fact that they didn't do more with this, it, it kind of is tasteful on their part. And I'm sure Roman had, I'm sure Roman has veto power over anything he doesn't want to do right now, especially as it regards to his leukemia and uh, his recovery and remission. So I thought the way they did this was, was very well done. But yeah, they were putting over Ambrose leaving more than I think Roman uh, being in remission. Which makes me think, okay, this is giving them a hot storyline, uh, twofold, right? And maybe, who knows? Maybe, uh, well, who do you think Roman is going to face at WrestleMania, Raj? Baron Corbin, sadly. Oh, really? Uh, so. Baron Corbin was very protected again. I'll repeat tonight. He kicked he, out he was? everything. He wasn't beaten tonight, right? Or who who was pinned? Even if he, he was pinned, it was I Roman think. pinning Baron. But it did, yeah, it didn't matter though because he kicked out of sixteen different finishers tonight. He kicked out of everybody's shit. Yeah. He put a bunch at least once. I saw. You know what? Honestly, Seth versus Brock is so cold. I'd rather have Brock replace Seth. What do you mean, Brock? I oh, mean, uh, not not Brock. Uh, Roman replaced. Take Seth. that back right now. I think. I think. Roman now what fans are with them. I think that'd be a much more intriguing match than oh, Seth no, versus Brock. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> no. No. No, no. Seth has earned this. No. No one cares about Seth versus Brock. I Brock. care. That's because they're throwing it all away for the bring back of the, the shield. Right. The, the story has sucked. Over most in it. I don't know, man. I think uh, no one cares about uh, Seth. If you had to name the WrestleMania matches, I think Seth versus Brock would probably be like number five. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if they can build it and make it interesting. But the Shield reuniting tonight, one last time, I highly doubt that. Um, but I thought it was a nice moment. Good way to end the pay per view. That's what they ended with. And yeah, we'll see what happens. I think Ambrose versus Reigns would be a hell of a story if they tell it right. But I don't know. Yeah, that you got three, you got three weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are they, this fast lane is the most worthless pay-per-view that they have. They should have elimination chamber B two weeks later. So it's kind of in the middle between Royal rumble and WrestleMania having two pay-per-views be between just dilutes mania. You, you give mania really like a three week build and it sucks. Yeah. We got three weeks. Okay, three raws, right? Not until WrestleMania. We'll see what they do tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. What else do we got? I think we covered everything. We talked about Roman and Meltzer. We talked about Gallus and Anderson not resigning. Anything else, Raj, before we take this home? Oh, uh, Seth did drop an F-bomb. That was uh, interesting. They bleeped him. Remember when uh, Brad Maddox got fired for saying pricks off the air? <laughs> 
No. Yeah, that's why Brad Maddox was let go because he called the audience like in a dark match, called them pricks. Uh, but no, uh, Rollins with the MF for tonight. Shane Douglas, I remember we have an interview with him on the site from a few years ago. He almost got fired for saying damn. Wow. Um, different strokes for different folks, right? They uh, they use it as an excuse. Let's just be very clear. Maddox, that was used as an excuse. Exactly. Get rid of him. Yep. Okay, uh, Matt Morgan, what do you want to plug before we go off the air here? Uh, I'm having a uh, charity wrestling event here in my hometown of Longwood, Florida. It's about 20 minutes outside of Orlando. So some of you that are in Central Florida, going to Disney World, coming on vacation, or those of you, like I said, that live here in Central Florida, Orlando area, come check it out, 2 p.m. bell time at Ryder Park in Longwood. It's on my Twitter page. It's on my Instagram page as well and Facebook page. Um it's a free event. I'm coming out of retirement for one more match. Um, the idea behind this is to raise money. So we're asking for suggestive donations instead of charging admission. So, okay, you're going to have a full card of wrestling. And um, I'll be performing in the main event, a tag match. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this. And the idea with all the money that we raise, it goes to our local high school, lineman high school, getting anti-concussion helmets. Uh, football is down between 5 and 10% across the country and parents letting their kids play. And it's rightfully so. They're scared out of their minds to let their kids play because of the mental health concerns from concussions that we now have learned about, right? Well, yeah. there are anti-concussion helmets now, right, that, that help prevent them. They don't guarantee that they'll prevent them, but they definitely drop the percentage enormously. Our kids don't have them at Lyman High School. I was shocked by this. They've got to pay for their own way, basically. So F that. So I'm going out of my way to have this wrestling event, and these these helmets cost $350 a piece. And I'm going to raise enough money, mark my words, to get our varsity, our junior varsity, and our freshman team all these helmets so they can even practice in them because I want the parents to feel comfortable letting their kids play. we got people call baseball a national pastime. I strongly disagree with that. I would argue football has replaced that. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and it's a shame to see the numbers dwindling because of what we know instead of making more proactive, taking more proactive measures to protect our kids' uh, mental health and our adults that play pro football even. And I know they're taking huge, huge, huge leaps of, uh, of futuristic development and, and the padding and how they're taking this more seriously. Well, they need to do it on a, on a lesser level with high school as well. And this is a huge step in that direction, these anti-concussion helmets. I'm going to buy this team, but I need your help. You guys, could please come out and join the event, 2 p.m., Ryder Park, Longwood, this Saturday. Um, i be forever indebted to you guys. Sincerely, we have to raise seven to $10,000. So if any of you could help out, please reach out to me. Thank you. Yeah, Matt, and people are asking online if you have a GoFundMe or something, you could tweet out a link uh -huh. to donate. This Our audience is in the chat room asking right now, where can they uh, where can they donate? So please tweet out some links. I will put on my Twitter, guys. Thank you. Excellent. And, and, and Matt, you also have a – so is this the same event where you, you're teaming with Deion James against yes. uh, Chico? This yes. is Chico. Okay. Chico Adams and Braden Knight. So that will be this Saturday. Yes. Yeah, those are ones. Those are guys that live close to where I where I'm at, my hometown here, and uh, like Dion, I know. Um, so it should be fun. I, I trust the people I'm in the ring with, which is important. <laughs> you know, old now, right? So uh, please come on out and support if you guys can. Excellent. I, I got a quick question. Would you allow your kids to play football under the right conditions? Yeah, yeah. that anti-concussion helmets. 
and you know what I mean? They're being taught properly how to tackle by you know and everything like that. Yes, I think I'd have to be the coach. I'd, I, I'm a total helicopter dad. I'll admit it. Yeah, Glenn. Uh, if I had a child, do I look like the kind of guy who have a child who wanted to play sports? <laughs> yeah, you never know, Glenn. That's you true. never know. Hey, I played a lot of sports as a kid, but uh, yeah, sport. A, yeah, you I played, played sport. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit here and there. Um, actually, God, I don't think about it. up until I was about seventeen, and then you, once you get out of school, it's just if you lose that routine, you lose that habit. It's so easy to stop doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? to play to play sports. Well, just to kind of be in that routine. It's like, just think about when you're a kid, your life is just segment after segment after segment. It's like, now I got this, now I got this, now I get this. You're just going all the time. When you get to the age you're in control of your own destiny, for me, it was like, I don't want to do anything. I've been running around my entire life. You know? I got one more quick question for you guys. Have you guys watched any of the AAF? No, no. We were supposed to have a local team here, I heard, even. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I thought you might have seen some. The mayor brought it up this past like, commission meeting. I was like, what? I swear to God, I didn't even know this. Yeah, like all these people that I know that are diehard football fans have not heard of any of these AAF teams. Yes. And and, and the reason why it's wrestling related, because Vince McMahon is going in with the XFL that's going to compete with the AAF. Um, a, the AAF has no traction whatsoever. Their, their ratings, they're doing like a half a million viewers to a million maybe. Um, Who are they? Where do they come from? i never heard of it. So the AAF start. Okay, so this is going to blow your mind. Did you watch that XFL documentary on ESPN? Right, yeah. So the the producer of that, his dad is Dick Ebersol. So his, it, the son's name is Charlie Ebersol. Right. So after doing it, he decided to kind of resurrect the XFL. He right. was like, oh. So they went to Vince McMahon to buy the XFL. They offered him $50 million. Vince refused and then got his idea to just reform the XFL himself. Charlie Ebersol went and started this AAF league. Um, Charlie Ebersol is kind of what got Vince to do this, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think it would be a, a thing if it weren't for that. So interesting. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So the the whole business is going to be completely different next year because Vince is, you know, uh, no matter what he says, it takes a lot of time and effort and dedication to run a football league. What does AAF um, what does it stand for? And so AAF is the American Alliance of Football. What a terrible name. It's terrible. It, it, there's nothing buzzy about it. You watch their games and it's just like it's like an empty arena match. You, you just see empty stands everywhere. And it's like, dude, you should just do this in a stadium or you know, revise the rules so it's in a stadium. So at least you get it it looks like people are there. It's a uh, very famous arena football team that a lot of people go watch. Yeah. Love our arena football here. I'll say that. And this is just there's you just see like the wide shots of no one in the stands. <laughs> uh, so XFL, you know, like that's an early answer if people are willing to watch spring football. What are they going to do different? Um, you know, AAF again, Matt. To your point, there's nothing exciting about the name or the sound or, uh, yeah. Um, it's gonna be an interesting year next year if uh, AEW has a TV deal. XFL has a TV deal, what they're going to be doing, what AEW is going to be doing. Like everything is going to be completely different. SmackDown on Fox, potentially SmackDown on Fox, WWE putting NXT or talking SmackDown on FS1. And I don't think uh, SmackDown is going to stay on Friday nights. I think that, that they're committed right now to start it, but I think it's going to move to Thursday nights once, uh, once 
Thursday night football is off the season. They're going to move SmackDown to Thursdays. And then once it's football season again, moving back because they are doing 6 million viewers right now with that Tim Allen show on Friday nights on Fox. They're not going to get that with SmackDown. Yeah, no way. Crazy, man. So we'll be back here tomorrow night. Talk about Monday Night Raw, the fallout from Fastlane. Uh, until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And please go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, leave a review for the podcast. Five stars helps new people discover it. We'll catch you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. <laughs>